Hello and welcome to episode three of the All About HDHD podcast. I'm your host, Sally Pasai. Uh, I am an ADHD coach and former high school teacher and the founder of Coach My Future, which focuses on offering support to adults and young people with ADHD and helping them find strategies to manage the challenges that they focus in their everyday lives. So in this episode, we're going to focus on the connections between sleep and ADHD. Now, if you have ADHD, you may identify with this because many, many people with ADHD have trouble sleeping. Or you might know someone who's got ADHD and realize that they seem to have had this pattern of sleep disturbances or insomnia or trouble getting to sleep and so on. So we're going to have a look at this today and have a look at some of the problems this causes and what causes it and possibly find, think about, offer some solutions or some strategies that you guys out there might want to try. So if you're an adult with ADHD or a young person with ADHD, you probably have sleep problems. More often than not, folks with ADHD hardly ever go to sleep easily and have trouble staying asleep all night. And getting their solid six to eight hours of sleep can be a real challenge. Frequently, you might find that people with ADHD at night are mentally restless or physically restless or both. This is pretty typical of an individual with ADHD. And um, the fact is that there are various reasons why ADHD can disturb your sleep patterns. This problem has often been overlooked until fairly recently, maybe because it doesn't become an issue for children. It usually appears later in life, perhaps as a teenager or young adult, is when you start seeing these problems arise. Having been a high school teacher before I was a coach, I can tell you that many, many teenagers um, would have trouble with ADHD, typically would go to bed late, 12 o'clock, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., uh, and then be pretty groggy in the morning. Yeah, we know that all teenagers uh, are groggy in the morning and like to have more sleep, but it seemed to be more prominent in um, students that had ADHD. However, more recently, research on the links between sleep and ADHD, and which has now included adults with ADHD and presumably teenagers, uh, there's more research going on. So the big picture as to why this is happening is becoming clearer. So what are the most common sleep issues connected with ADHD? Well, the biggest problem is actually falling asleep. Many individuals find it difficult to switch off the mind at night. I mean, many individuals with ADHD. And some might even get an energy surge after sunset in the evening. So they might find they have more energy in the evening. So because it's difficult to switch off your mind and sometimes you get this energy surge in the evening, then they find themselves going to bed later and then or maybe taking ages to get to sleep or both. Or perhaps they go to bed and lie down. But even though they're lying down in bed, the brain starts ticking, starts buzzing with thoughts and ideas. And it's very, very, very hard to switch that brain off, to switch off that mental restlessness I mentioned earlier. Other problems might include waking up physically during the night or having a lot of trouble actually waking up in the morning and getting going with your day. Um, There's quite a few ADHD folks out there that are not really morning people and 
you know, they might find they get more done at night. But however, when you're only getting a few hours sleep, let's say less than five, and you know, four or five hours, it's not really enough, and eventually that will catch up with you. My adult daughter who has ADHD um, on it has had quite a few problems with insomnia. She finds it very hard to go to bed before midnight. Um, very often it's one, two in the morning. It depends. She'll go through cycles where she can manage to go to bed earlier and um, she finds it hard to settle down to go to sleep. So she's one among many others out there. So you might be asking yourself, so what causes these sleep disturbances with folks with ADHD? Well, for a good night's sleep, neurotransmitters are involved. Um, within the brain, within the brain cells. Um, and one example of this is a neurotransmitter called GABA, G-A-B-A. And in, as a matter of fact, um, ADHD brains produce less of this neurotransmitter GABA, which makes it more difficult to get to sleep. Whereas those people with who don't have ADHD will produce more GABA. Additionally, ADHD is also linked to dopamine another chemical that the brain needs and um, very often the ADHD brain does not produce enough dopamine uh, on its own um, and so because of this because of the dopamine not being regulated in the brain that can also impact sleep as well so um, you might wonder now what strategies might help people with ADHD get more sleep without having to resort to, you know, sleeping pills or heavy medication at night. Many people with ADHD do take medication for the ADHD. I don't want to get into that here because I'm not uh, a, a doctor or a medical professional in that area. Uh, but many people do take medication for ADHD during the day. They have to be careful not to take it too late in the day. Otherwise, they'll be buzzing even more at night and it'll be even harder to get to sleep. So. Going back to what strategies might help people with ADHD, um, I want to talk first of all about something called sleep hygiene. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but all of us, uh, and especially those with ADHD, need to practice something called sleep hygiene. So what do I mean by sleep hygiene? This means developing habits which are sleep friendly and get you into sleep mode, get you nice and relaxed, get you you know, almost into that sleep-like state. So some examples of sleep habits include using your bed for sleeping or sex only. Don't use your bed for working or studying. I know that's pretty hard maybe and pretty challenging, especially at this time that many of us are at home or in lockdown or during this pandemic that we're living in. But, um, it does help having that one place which your body and your brain can connect with sleeping. I'm not saying all of your bedroom, I'm just saying your bed. So maybe you can sleep, you can have a, you know, a desk or something in your room where you could work in your bedroom. Try to get into the habit of a set bedtime, okay, something reasonable, and consider it like a deadline for work. Okay, so, you know, tr make a deadline, maybe um, you could try little by little scaling the time of going down to bed by 20 or 30 minutes. So maybe if you're used to going to bed at 1 a.m., you can set a deadline for 12.30 a.m. And then little by little scale it down to 12 midnight. Um, so you're going to bed at least in a more reasonable hour than, say, 2 a.m. 
So just trying to make that deadline and get into habit, just like it's if it's a deadline for work, make a commitment. Um, avoid napping during the day. This just makes it more harder to sleep at night. And I know you might want to catch up and sleep, but it's just going to make it worse in the long run. For some people, you might find that you shouldn't have any coffee after, say, 6 p.m. because this might disrupt your sleep also. Try to create a bedtime routine. The brain and the body like routines. Maybe for you, it's reading before you go to sleep or listening to music or nature sounds. There's lots of lovely nature sounds out there on all the different apps or on YouTube where you're listening to rain, listening to forest sounds, maybe some white noise, something like that. You can also try having a bath and making sure you're comfortable in your pajamas and getting into that sleep mode. Another thing that I'm sure you've heard about before, and I know it's really hard to put into practice, but it is so important, is trying to unplug from screens at least an hour before going to bed because uh, the screens, when our eyes see the screen and our brains see the screens, it's kind of sending a signal to the brain that's still daytime and then that gets the brain all mixed up. And even more so with the ADHD brain, it just, it just thinks it's still it's not time to sleep, not nighttime. Make sure the room is dark, a comfortable temperature just have all of these this is what we mean by sleep hygiene all of these different aspects of the routine to get you used to this habit of sleeping at this time but apart from sleep hygiene you might want to have a think about other reasons you might be more worried about night that maybe you could do something about or maybe adjust um, your day a little bit so for example um, you know maybe it's taking a long time during the day to get all your work done or you're starting your work late um, leaving you a little time to relax in the evening and wind down. You know, what time do you start winding down in the evening? Um, are you still, you know, answering emails frantically in the evening from work? Um, or doing, you know, other stuff at home? You know, think about your day as a whole and how that's impacting your sleep uh, and your sleep routine. Um, also, you know, you know, what are you doing? Are you spending a lot of time in the evenings catching up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok? Um, meaning more screen time or right before bed and I know we all want to catch up on social media we don't really want to get behind maybe you could spread that out a little bit during the day a little bit at lunchtime maybe a little bit in the morning just so that it's not such a large, large chunk of time spent on social media and using screens um, exercise can also impact getting a good night's sleep you know have you included exercise somewhere in your day some walking perhaps or some other kind of exercise stress levels were another thing you want to look at are you getting stressed from work stressed with the kids um stressed uh, with, with 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 home or family issues you know and that i mean that kind of thing is going to pile on um all the obstacles for getting good night's sleep so you need to evaluate how your day is going how your week is going as well as you know getting ready for doing all the sleep hygiene we talked about by evaluating your habits during the day you might become aware of factors that are um, affecting your ability to fall asleep and also stay asleep another thing that's really important is calming the mind before bedtime yeah because one of the challenges for the ADHD brain is that the brain doesn't want to rest there's this thoughts racing around and around and around there's all this restlessness and jumping about from one topic to another. And it's really important to try and find some way to calm the mind down to help you get into relaxation mode to get you to sleep. So some ideas you might want to try is writing in a journal. 
So if you write down all the busy thoughts that are zooming around your brain, you might find this helps calm your mind and you'll feel more relaxed to get everything out on paper. That could even include writing down your to-do list for everything you've got to do the next day as well. Get that all out so that you don't have just somehow the act of expressing and writing it down helps the brain to calm, the, the thinking to calm down. Uh, you might want to try listening to a podcast before you go to sleep. Okay. Try just at least your body is starting to relax. You listen to your podcast. Um, you might find that this makes your body and mind more relaxed and you get sleepier by listening to a podcast because you can get yourself into a very comfortable position. Um, although I'm aware that this contradicts what I said earlier about not using uh, devices uh, or screens, but I guess a podcast, you don't have to look at the screen too much. Maybe just your phone briefly to put the podcast on. So you have to find a balance there, I guess. See if that works for you. Breathing exercises. Um, breathing exercise can help your body and mind relax before bed. If you go to the National Sleep Foundation website, you'll find a lot of amazing breathing exercises there that can help. Um, you might want to try doing some yoga or Tai Chi before bed. There are some specific postures or asanas that are helpful for sleep. Um, you can just go to and Google that and you can find them really easily. Um, that might just help you uh, get into sleep mode. Another thing you might want to do is try listening to a guided meditation. Um, using apps like Calm or Insight Tower are both, are both are really amazing um, for sleep meditations. And they also give you the option of just listening to music or nature sounds as well. So these are some strategies that might work for you. Um, so it's worth having giving it a try. We know, you know, that it's not easy. It's not easy because your brain is restless. Your body can sometimes be restless too. Uh, but little by little, you might find by using some of these strategies and try them out. If one doesn't work, try something else so that you can at least get a decent night's sleep. Maybe not the full eight hours that many other people get but at least you get enough sleep so that you're not exhausted through your day. And remember that, um, you know, after a few nights of disturbed sleep, that, that, that really does a number on your body and your health and it kind of accumulates and then you feel more exhausted and more tired. And then when you're more tired, it's harder to concentrate, it's harder to focus. And those things are always, are still it's always a challenge with ADHD, but if you're tired, it's gonna make it worse. So take a moment, guys, to evaluate your um, sleep habits, your sleep hygiene, um, and what your day looks like, and see if you can make any little adjustments, or maybe just try one or two things on this list that might make a difference. So if you want to find more about ADHD coaching, please help hop on over to my website, www.coachmyfuture.com, and you can find out more about, about what I do. And there's also lots of great tips and advice on my blog, which can also be found at www.coachmyfuture.com. So that's all for today, guys. Stay amazing, and I'll see you next time on the All About ADHD podcast.